Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. And welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am <clears throat> always, always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, today's show is quite a winner. I wanted to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that. And I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit, but also to my, for my benefit as well. So for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites, you know how much I focus on the importance of a lead generation strategy that actually works, right? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be a total game changer as far as growing your business. So strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. As far as I'm concerned, we only get one ride around this merry-go-round, so we want to make sure it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I'm going to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. <clears throat> so, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest today. Nicholas Kuzmich, founder of NicholasKuzmich.com, creator of the Art of Lead Generation Intensive and the Alliance Group, is best known as the leading Facebook advertising strategist for the top entrepreneurial thought leaders of our day, including a division of the Tony Robbins Group, Joe Polish, best-selling authors, top business coaches, and supplement companies, just to name a few. He's best known for having the highest ROI in the industry, up to 30,973.3%. That is not a typo. Okay, that's ridiculous. As a result of his proprietary contextual congruence methodology, which combines both the art and the science of new media direct marketing, is the driving force behind the results. Nicholas, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Jason, thank you so much, and I'm so excited to be here. Ah, well, the pleasure is mine. So, listen, before we get officially get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity of hearing you speak um, or, or meeting you, take a second. You know, what makes you tick? What's your story? What are you passionate about? Who is Nicholas Kuzmich? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's funny when you think about it that way because, you know, everyone says follow your passion and, and do that sort of thing. And i got to openly admit that uh, I don't wake up every single morning saying, gee, I really have been dreaming and I'm passionate about Facebook ads today. I mean, that's not really what drives me. But what I realize and what I've come to realize is what I do really enjoy doing. And it's why I'm in the business that I'm in is because I believe that I'm essentially a bridge builder. And by that I mean I can create digital bridges between really great entrepreneurs who have fantastic, you know, solutions or, or uh programs or services or whatever it be that they have to offer and I can connect them with the people who need it most. So I feel like my little kind of contribution to the world and why we do what we do is heavily driven around my like passion and desire to connect entrepreneurs with their audiences in a really congruent way so the good messages of the world and the good products of the world can be spread a lot faster than everything else. I love that. 
I absolutely do. You know what? I want to uh, <clears throat> I want to pick your brain today about. I mean, let's really focus on Facebook because yeah. you know I'm sure my people will tell you that they're probably sick and tired of listening to me. Um, beat this into their head. So I would like for you to now beat it into their head. Um, let's talk about Facebook advertising. You know, what would you say are the biggest myths and mistakes going around right now? I think the the thing I see the most that is currently happening that if I if I could just put an immediate stop to it right away is treating Facebook like every other quote-unquote advertising platform out there on the planet. You see, what tends to happen is we as entrepreneurs or as marketers come onto Facebook and we treat it the same we would if we were running a television commercial or a newspaper ad or you know some sort of a print ad in a magazine or something like that. And that's fundamentally wrong on so many different levels. And I'll, and I'll explain with a bit of an example. I mean, if 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 me and you, let's say, were looking for something and we go on to the eBay platform or we go on to the Amazon platform for that matter or, so, or maybe even Google for that matter, um, most of us go on those platforms with some sort of commercial intent. I mean, we're not going on to eBay just to browse. Uh, maybe we are, but essentially we're looking to buy something. Same thing with Amazon. So it wouldn't be kind of wrong for the person on Amazon to try to sell me something because that's what the platform is designed to do. It's a commercial platform, and those who go on those platforms are going on with commercial intent. However, I don't, I've never really met anyone, and I don't know about you, Jason, but I've never really met anyone who wakes up in the morning, credit card in hand, logging onto Facebook saying, I'm really looking for something to buy today on Facebook. It just doesn't happen. Now, why? Because the platform in and of itself is not a commerce-driven platform. So here's where the real mistake happens nine times out of ten for most entrepreneurs or advertisers is that they come onto a platform that doesn't really allow them to sell, but they come with a mindset of selling. And as soon as you do that, there's a bit of an incongruence. It's trying to do commerce on a social platform, and a whole bunch of bad things can happen when you do that. Number one, you could waste a ton of money, which is what a lot of people do. Number two, you come off from that experiencing saying the proverbial Facebook ads don't work. I don't know how many times I've heard that, um, but people say that all the time. But worse than both of those combined, really, is you could start to actually damage your reputation online because you come across as the over-aggressive salesperson. And anytime you do that, unfortunately, in an online digital world, um, news travels extremely fast. And anytime someone says anything bad about you in kind of the public on online platforms, uh, it usually takes a lot more work to undo that negative reputation. Mm. So um, for all of those reasons, it's so much more, you know, the, the main mistake I see people doing, again, is really coming on, trying to sell too hard or too quickly on a platform that does doesn't really allow you or, or is designed for that type of action. So if that's what they're doing wrong, what should they be doing? Are there right steps to get started with this so they don't screw it up from the uh, get-go? Yeah, I, I think in short, it, it, it comes back to what I call the two golden rules of like new media marketing. Um, golden rule number one is you must give before you ask or take. 
um, usually a sales ad or a sales conversation basically jumps into the news feed and basically says, hey, I've got this new thing going on. Give me your money. Now, it may not sound exactly like that, but that's essentially the impression that you're giving across the table. If you come on the news feed and saying, hey, I've got something to sell and I want you to buy it, violates rule number one, which is you must give before you ask or take. And then rule number two, I believe, is that every step of your marketing process should in fact be valuable in and of itself. In other words, if someone were to engage with something that you throw out to Facebook, even if that's essentially inherently a marketing piece, that person should walk away from that engagement or that correspondence of uh, or, or transaction, if you will, with that content with the feeling of, well, geez, I really am walking away from my situation a little bit better. And that's whether or not they choose to engage with you or transact with you, they still feel like they got value from it. I believe if anybody can apply those two rules to simple online marketing, I think they'll be light years ahead of all their competition and they'll uh, generate a great strong following and actually use Facebook in a way that's going to design or, or create positive ROI for them. That's tremendous. So <clears throat> if they shouldn't be selling from the get-go, what is the first, like, what's the first interaction supposed to look or feel like? That's a great question, and I think it, it comes down to kind of approaching it this way. The approach would be this. It's if I really have a good understanding of who my prospect is or who my ideal client is, I should also be aware of what are some of the goals and outcomes that they're looking to achieve. Um, so if, if let's say, I'm in the uh, dog training niche, just for example, I mean, I would probably know that my ideal prospect or client there is looking for easy resources or easy ways to train their dog so their dog doesn't pee all over their floors or chew up all of their couches or whatever it be. So if that's the case and I know the problem that my prospect is trying to solve, then my first goal in this process would be to develop some type of of micro content, um, some sort of helpful information, if you will, that's going to be able to provide a little bit of solution or a little bit of resolution to that person. So, uh, you know, the, the one of the big mistakes that I see happen all the time is let's say my ideal prospect is at point A on the scale and they're trying to get to point F. So there's a bunch of steps, and point F representing kind of their overall end goal of where they want to be. The problem that I see a lot of entrepreneurs doing is trying to get that prospect to point F as quick and as soon as possible. But the problem with that is that there's way too many steps in that process. So I think when you're thinking through what is that first initial piece of micro content that I could give to my marketplace, um, I should be thinking rather than how do I get them from point A to point F, it's what can I provide to them that will get them from point A to point point B. And if, if I could do that, there's a bunch of beautiful magic that happens. Number one, what happens is I usually I found that the reason why most prospects don't want to engage with us is not necessarily because they don't trust us, but it's because they don't trust themselves to be able to follow through on the commitments that we're asking them to make. And so if I could design a point B type of micro content, what, what's uh, really going to allow them to do is take that step and make just a little bit of progress. So the first thing that's going to happen to them in psychologically, if you will, is, wow, when everybody else couldn't help me, this piece of content helped me just enough to feel like I can do this. 
Secondly, what's going to happen is it's going to associate that progress with the person who provided the content. So if it was you, Jason, who provided that content with me, not only am I going to feel better about myself, but I'm also going to feel a little bit better about you because now I'm associating this forward progress with you, the creator of the content. And thirdly, and probably most importantly, naturally what that does is, well, if Jason's the one who got me from point A to point B, then I'm also going to assume that he's going to be the person to get me to point C. So my natural question will be, well, what's next? And that's the opening of a conversation that we would call a sales process, or that would be the opening of a conversation that leads someone down a path that ends up taking them from prospect to client. So I think the first step in all things is understand what your prospect is and figure out what can you give them that's going to get them one, just one step closer to their overall desired outcome or goal. Wow. Okay. So, so play with me here for a second. I've got yeah. a, uh, a cheer gym owner who wants to put something out there to start filling up that funnel. Sure. Um, instead of just going for, Hey, come and roll at my place. We're the bomb. Um, what particular micro content or at least an idea for micro content right. would you have so that, and again, this is something that will be Obviously unique to, to many of the folks out there. Right. Um, but where, where, what, how do we start the thought process for them? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I can, can I give you actually a real live example of a conversation I had about three weeks ago? Please do. Okay, so there was a scenario where uh, a, a lady had reached out to me. She had lived in another city, and she had established a really, really great, successful child care facility. Uh, not quite a nursery, but like um, the equivalent of that. Basically, a child care facility where parents could drop off their kids there. These are like preschool kids and that sort of thing um, off to her place. She had built a fantastic business, but because of her husband's relocation, she moved from that city to a brand new city, and she was having a really, really hard time building traction in that new city. One, because there was so so much competition in that new city, so there was a lot of childcare uh, providers. Plus, um, she was new, and it's not like she could bank on a reputation or, or some friendships or relationships or networking. So she essentially came to me and was like, Nick, what on earth do I do here? I'm in a brand new city. I've got to build this childcare facility right from scratch. What do I do? So I kind of took her a little bit through the, the you know, exercise we kind of went through here. And I said, well, number one, if you look back at your old clientele, uh, first and foremost, what are some of the issues that they want to solve? But even more than that, let's even figure out how to have you stand apart from the rest of your competition. So I said, like, of all the clients you've ever had in the past, um, what were the type of clients that really stood out to you that you served really, really well? And she said, well, that's easy. You know, one of the things that, that our clients really loved about us were uh, parents who had children who suffered brain trauma. These were special needs children, and we had a handful of them. It wasn't our primary business, but we had a handful of them that we were really, really good at taking care of, and those people loved us. And I said, perfect. You have now identified a segment of your marketplace that probably has very low competition. It's what some people call the blue ocean strategy. It's looking into your marketplace and finding an underserved segment of that marketplace, i.e. a blue ocean or uncontested space, where you could move into very very quickly and become an established authority. So I said, fantastic. If, if you have like a really great angle around helping parents who have um, special needs children who suffered brain trauma, 
um, that's where we're going to go to start to start building your authority and starting getting people into your child care facility. She said, well, how do I do that? I said, great. Well, what are like the, the top three concerns that these parents might have uh, for these types of children? And she just listed them off. I don't remember them exactly, but they were along the lines of A, are the staff trained in helping special needs children? B, do they have um, all the needed resources and tools and equipment to help accommodate my child in this particular scenario? And three, can I feel at peace about leaving my child here when I'm off to work and doing all those sort of things? So I said, great. Your first piece of content that you should be promoting on Facebook is, you know, a, a, a resource guide or a, a blog post or some sort of content that's going to show a parent um, what they need to know about how to take care or, or what they need to look into when they're considering a child care facility for uh, children who have these special needs. And so she went out and she wrote this beautiful blog post of the top seven things that every parent needs to ask a child care facility in order to be at peace if they have a special needs child that suffered brain trauma. I mean, that's one small example, but in short, she put this out on the interwebs, specifically on Facebook. She targeted parents that had kids within a specific age range um, and almost overnight, and that's a bit of an exaggeration, but almost overnight, she literally became established as the number one authority for parents who had special needs kids with you know brain trauma and her uh, facility started to grow almost instantly so that's kind of a little bit of an example of just identifying who's my target market what are their needs and their issues and then how can I construct content in a way that serves that particular audience best does that all make sense it makes a whole lot of sense and actually for those listening I mean you basically just got the template Right. I mean, this is this is pretty darn simple. You know, what are those primary questions? You know, for for any of your sports, for for any of your activities, um, something that's actually going to help build that know, like, and trust you factor is ginormous. Yeah, and I think what's important there really is is the the idea that you you are and you being the the entrepreneur listening to this are probably not the only kid on the block who does what you do. So you can choose to either try to compete against everybody else who's doing similar type things, in which case, you know, the marketers will tell you, well, scream louder amongst the noise or, or be more aggressive or come up with more creative marketing. And, and that's all true and that's probably all applicable. But I think the easier path is, well, look at that market, find out why you're different from everybody else. And then rather than trying to capture the entire market, Instead, find a little segment of that marketplace where you could really excel and rise up as an authority and then build that base first before you start to expand wider and wider. So this could be something as easy as you know, breaking down your age ranges that you work with. And it might be you know, choosing a gym for you know, three to five-year-olds or you know, call it six to 11-year-olds and, and, and really going through and breaking down what those specific parents are looking for. Yeah. Should be looking for. Yeah. I mean, even if you had a, like a, a cheer camp or a cheer school, I mean, maybe you focus on like training these these folks to be like competition level people and you position yourself that way. Or maybe it's just more of a kind of a laid back after school activity where you just have a bunch of fun. I mean, the, the real idea is like get into the head 
of your ideal prospect, think about what their primary concerns are, and then design your offer around their primary concerns because everybody knows that very few people actually make buying decisions or purchasing decisions based on logic or what sounds like it's a great quote-unquote feature, but people make you know, buying decisions and, and purchasing decisions based on emotions and then just back that up with logic. So I think the first step, and I think every entrepreneur needs to know this, is that we are not in the business of necessarily selling solutions. We are in the business of selling experience and feelings, and more specifically, better feelings for the people who are, you know, experiencing not so great feelings. I think it was Neil Patel who said, um, People are not looking to. Uh, people are not looking for better mattresses. They're looking for a better night's sleep. And if you could just understand that one point and orchestrate all of your narratives around that, I think everybody everybody on the call will be a bit much better off. Well, absolutely. One of the uh, one of the the hard truths we've been sharing for years is, you know, your product isn't cheer or dance or martial arts or any of that other stuff. It's it's the feeling they walk out of your facility with. Right. That's what they're taking home with them, not the other stuff. Exactly. <clears throat> That's all commodity. That's fabulous. All right. So, Nicholas, tell me this. Time for our resource of the week. So how can my listeners find out more about you and how you help entrepreneurs to succeed? Yeah, well, I think there's there's two things that they can do. Uh, thing number one, if you will, would be if they just want to find out more about me, uh, my website, nicholaskuzmich.com, has kind of everything about me. Uh, I don't write too much heaps of content. I live by the adage of if it's not worth saying, don't say it at all. Um, so anytime I come up with something valuable enough to say, I'll kind of put it on my blog there and people can take a read. Um, if people want to actually get more specific training, I have this fantastic training. Essentially, most of the highest level training that I do, I do behind closed doors and by that I mean I have some great great people pay me heaps of money to kind of teach their people behind closed doors the ins and the outs of what really works in this game and so we go ahead and we do that and they're usually like two-day workshops and that sort of thing however what I've done is I've compilated kind of the best 40 minutes of a two-day of my highest level two-day seminar um, the best 40 minutes I've done a 40-minute training around that and I've called it the behind closed doors workshop because essentially that's what it is it's the best of my best kind of summary and if anybody might be interested in getting that sort of training, uh, nixblog.com, N-I-C-S-B-L-O-G.com slash secret uh, will allow them just to fill out their name and their email address telling me where they want to send that uh, that training to, and we'll get get it off to them for those who want to kind of experience that. Folks, this is a no-brainer. <clears throat> get out there and do that right after we finish this <laughs> podcast. Like, seriously, you know, you, you, you've just heard basically a template on, on how to make all this work. Let's, uh, let's get some more. So, all right. Nicholas, tell me this. I always like to end my podcast with what I consider to be a telling question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or, more importantly, help them to live a better life, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I think it would be this. And this is kind of more higher-level, esoteric, less practical, but I hope that's okay. Um, I hear a lot of people in, in our space say just like follow your passions and the money will follow and that will all work and everyone will be happy. And I did not find that to be true. My passion was never quote-unquote Facebook marketing. I think if you can follow your skill set and you can meet a need in your community uh, through through following your skill set, the passions will come as a result. And if you could just focus on 
serving the one. I think that's the biggest takeaway. Better than any secret I've ever come up with. Better than any NLP trick. Better than any, like, super crafty sales formula that I've ever come up with. At the end of the day, I believe that you are always paid in retrospect to the value that you provide to your community. So if you can go into the mindset of how can I make a few people's lives better with what I do and focus on the give, everything else kind of fills into place after that. I love that. <clears throat> Obviously, the whole giving hand thing, you, you, you got to start that way. Nichols, thank you so much. This, this has been fabulous. I know how busy your schedule is, so it means the world to me that you'd share some of your time and your wisdom with me and my folks today. Well, it was an absolute pleasure, and I thank you so much for, for taking the time to have me on the call with you. Absolute pleasure was mine. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen, people. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.